from the Lake Erie shores of Northeast Ohio. Cleveland! Cleveland is a city of champions once again. Since 
how many good Star Wars movies have there been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it starts to lead you to believe. Yeah, like really, truly good ones. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's been some bad ones, and there's been some average, marginal ones. But I thought Solo was above a lot of the other ones. I really do. I think outside of the original trilogy, that's probably the best one. It's funny. I had seen it once before I saw it with you, and I was just like, eh. It was fine. It was okay. Didn't do anything great for me. But when I saw it with you, I think my biggest problem was accepting someone other than Harrison Ford as Han Solo. And I think when I saw it the second time, I finally got past that. And I was like, this is really kind of good. It's actually very well written. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually have the character down i mean it, it didn't ruin the character um i'm surprised that it didn't do better and i'm wondering if it's that harrison ford factor i honestly think it's fan backlash from the last jedi has a gigantic factor with that uh, and it also Good had a point. lot of negative press i think people were like no and it's like if that's the case and we're going to get to fan backlash here in a second, I think. But if that's the case, boy, you took it out on the wrong movie. <laughs> but you two are literally the only two people I know that have seen it that said it was that good. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's got it's got a pretty good review. It's not great. So it's you've like, had other, like, other friends that, that say it was not terrible? Good. Yeah, it was not a good movie. I, I don't know, I, man. I don't I, I, no, I mean, uh, someone asked me, well, you think it's better than The Force Awakens? I'm like, I like... Episode one, which I didn't think was terrible. I'm not, I'm not endorsing it by right. any means. I thought episode one was ruined. Whatever hope it had was ruined by episode two. And I think The Force Awakens now suffers greatly from the fact that Last Jedi, they gave us what they gave us, which was a lot of what was introduced into Force Awakens. We were then told none of it mattered. Which I think I'm going to watch a second time because it's on Netflix. Which Just, one? Uh, the uh, Last Jedi. It's taunting me. It's taunting. It is, me. It's isn't it? It is. Isn't I want it. I want it because I've seen it too. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had the thing hovering over the tile. Because like I think maybe on a second watch it won't be as as I don't know what the word terrible. I don't even want to say terrible because I don't think it was terrible, but I, I don't think it'll hit me in such a negative manner watching it a second time. I don't know, man. I'm curious. I I have to admit, I'm very curious yeah. how I will feel about it oh. after a second viewing because I really, really did not agree with how they handled Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and that was what ruined that movie the most for me. So I'm curious. Well, let's save that conversation for just a few <laughs> minutes because Fair there's enough. a whole lot to talk about with that. But what I'm interested in next, Tim... Is this, so there's, there appears to be, from your research, no definitive answer of, as to whether or not this is going to continue. Right. Let me ask you this. If you had to put odds on it, what would you say? Boy, <laughs> odds on it? Never tell me the odds. Um, I don't know. I, I think now that it's Disney, I think it's based on uh, box office performance. I agree completely. Now, I, I mean... Do do you think there there's a need to rehabilitate Star Wars and will Episode Nine do it? What do you think? To rehabilitate it, boy. Yeah, I mean it's it. I mean since the Last Jedi's debut, that Star Wars as a whole has taken some body shots. I think now they need to get away from the whole Skywalker thing. They need to um, move in a different direction. I think I. I more I will be more accepting of new characters, different locations. Um, now, would it would that be with Finn and Ray and Poe, or do you think that they're too attached to the Skywalker saga that you got to end them as you well? You know what? I, that's a good point because I remember saying um, that I I like those characters. Yeah, I do. You do. Uh, they we I, both did. Yeah, and they are. Actually, they're good characters, and you've already gotten rid of uh, Luke. You've gotten rid of Han. We know Leia's not going to be back, and I'm sure they'll get rid of Lando the next movie. So. He is going to die in a fire explosion in the Millennium Falcon. After all, with he realizes he has metachlorians. And with he... Chewbacca, they are going to blow themselves up in that thing. You watch. 
We're yeah. going to get rid of everything. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so, uh, honestly, past this next movie, I would be okay with that um, because as long as they're, as long as they're really not, and I don't think they would reference those old characters. And the, I mean, wh- what are they really going to do? I mean, I think they're moving on to their own stories, and I and I'm okay with that because, like I said, those. So are, you'd be fine if they continue with the yes, those central absolutely, characters. yeah. Okay. So. What's going on with these anthology films, specifically Boba Fett, Bad Idea. Boba Fett. And Obi-Wan, which <laughs> I'll admit, I I want an Obi-Wan film. I do. Well, even Ewan McGregor wants an Obi-Wan film. Well, the funny thing was uh, when Solo did poorly, um, the, the news came out uh, pretty fierce, fast and fierce, that uh, you know they're halting these um, standalone movies. And then right away, and to Disney's credit, they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pump the brakes here. We're we're still going on with these." They they didn't wait. It wasn't like you waited, um, you know, like weeks or months to hear a response from Disney. They pretty much came right out and said it right away. No, we're still we're still doing these. But and it was a, it was a hard answer, not like a, a they danced around like we are still interested in the productions. Yes, they, yeah, they yes. flat out said no, this is happening. Yeah. So that was good. I think that what I'm hearing is that they're but they're taking a different approach to it, I think. I think honestly it may be more like we're talking like they're not going to spend uh as high a, a budget on some of these uh movies and I don't know if they're going to go as hard on the marketing of these movies because I think they went pretty hard um, in there with Solo in that. But didn't, even though it's been a short period of time, three straight Decembers, we had a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Right. What was Solo doing out there in May? That's, you know, why I, wasn't that held? Especially, it was, as, as I think you detailed in one of our other podcasts, an extraordinarily troubled production. Absolutely. And I, and I agree, and I'm glad you brought that up again because, again, I agree with you about the backlash from the Last Jedi. Um, you, Marvel, um, they cannibalized themselves um, with the Last Jedi. When okay, you mean Disney. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry because uh, I'm thinking about Marvel. I'm bringing Marvel into this um, oh, yeah. too because of in- Infinity War. Infinity War, Deadpool, and Ant-Man floating around at the same time. You're, you brought. Did Solo did Solo come out one or two weeks after Infinity one War? One week. That's insane. It was not a good play. That that was exactly. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah, you're you're talking about family going to the movies with your family, not cheap anymore. Uh, people are making choices here on what they're going to go see. For sure. So they go see Last Jedi. It um, a lot of people weren't happy about it, and we'll talk a little bit about that some more in a few minutes um and then you have after that you have infinity war which people are going to go to that they've been building 10 years to get to that point and people are waiting for this payoff and then after that you know a couple weeks later they're you know go see solo i mean that's a people are like i said they're making a choice with their dollars if you're bringing a whole family uh there you're spending a lot of cash well, and, and and to go off of that with the whole 10 years building up to like the payoff we got a payoff from from infinity war for sure we didn't get the payoff that we were hoping for in last jedi correct so there's still that too sitting on their minds even if they were like well you know we could push two movies this month am i really going to for another chapter to this this book that's had a lot of bad chapters or am i just going to hang on to it for the following month, for something else. Yeah, I, you're right. I can't get, for the life of me, I cannot get over what they were thinking with these release dates for these movies. Because I think Solo really suffered. It, it And it's sad because it's a much, it should have done much better than it did. It really deserved to do better. It, I really, like, like I said, um, uh, in a previous podcast, it takes a lot for me nowadays with being bombarded with everything to go see something more than once. I saw a solo more than once, so I mean, it it was decent. So I don't I don't know. I 
very sad about that. But going back to the um, anthology movies, like I said, I think they're still going to do them, but uh, I think they might be cutting the budget on some of these, and probably they're probably trying to figure out how they're going to promote this uh, and make good money, and maybe they're thinking about spacing it out. But I'm with you. I really want an Obi-Wan movie. I'm all down Ewan McGregor is down with this. He wants to do it. Everyone seems to want this. It still hasn't been announced, right? That's like the worst kept secret. Right, right. It's. I think they, if if Solo had done great, I bet they would have announced it like you know right away. But uh, but the the thing that they actually attached a name to was the Boba Fett movie. Was um, so. The guy who directed Logan, uh, James uh, Mangold, um, he was the one. He's attached to the Boba Fett movie as uh, director and I think uh, writing it as well. Wow. Now that movie, I don't know. I don't know if I want that. My son wants that. He loves Boba Fett. Everyone loves Boba Fett. But I think of this a lot, like we, like the the shark in Jaws. I don't want. The less I know about Boba Fett the better the more mysterious he is to me the better i would love him to appear in someone's else's movie and do some kick butt stuff other than getting way too deep into similar it. to what we were talking about with that joker movie like we're not so sure we want to know everything about boba fett but never has a character gotten so much out of you doing think so you little Phil, don't do it I, don't do it i don't i don't get it man boba fett what out of all the movies maybe had 20 minutes of screen time i'm if, with you on this i don't think that i don't i don't if get that. it i think you're very generous he's just a mercenary like i don't there are other guys that look cooler than him like who there are other they may not have i am names. with anger no i just <laughs> phil i've i just said never well, maybe <laughs> never has a character gotten so much out of doing so little i i just he what flew into the sarlacc pit and went and got solo right like that's it like i <laughs> he didn't I, even get solo i love he te- couldn't get solo. I, my my son that's loves right. boba fett i love teasing him that he got uh, killed by a it. blind guy <laughs> with a stick I going boba fett boba fett <laughs> where <laughs> oh man i so, mean maybe there's richer stuff outside of the films but ugh, i don't know see I don't get it it, it I think there's if you leave mystery to the character, I think people will like it more. You give too much background. Maybe it won't be an origin. Maybe it's going to be just like one of his bounties. He's going after one of his bounties. But hearing the guy that that did Logan did it makes me a little more interested though, because Logan was so. I loved Logan. So I mean, there's pedigree there. Yeah. Now what about Star Wars television? What's happening there? Well, I mean, you have. Well, we have the live-action um, series um, by Favreau, um, which is in production, which supposedly is taking place uh, the way it's been calculated about three years after Return of the Jedi. Do we have any idea what that's going to air on? It's going to, from what I understand right now, they're saying Disney streaming uh, service. Comic-Con, maybe we'll find out more. Boy, that would be something. Well, maybe we already did. That's true. What do you, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, this well, this, this recording won't after, actually air yeah. until after Comic Con. Oh, oh. <laughs> Peeking behind the curtain right now. Yeah, a little, uh, little production uh, <laughs> we faux pas oh, there. It's okay. <laughs> you know, we don't. We haven't had too many of those considering no. we're on episode seventy six yeah, right now. Yeah, well, so. has Disney had a big presence at Comic Con? Eh, in some question. way, shape, or form, through Marvel and Star Wars, I suppose, and but Pixar. Yeah, maybe. Have they done a lot of Star Wars stuff? It oh, that's a good question. I mean, in the past, yeah, like before Last Jedi, they did. And yeah, they did before Force Awake. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd look it up to have. see how uh, they did this year, but as you know, uh, see, I'm technically I'm that hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm interested in the TV show. Uh, I Favreau, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, he did that first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Um, he's... Swingers. <laughs> swingers. Every time. Every time. <laughs> it was a great movie. It was a great movie. Um, and he loves Star Wars. And he said himself, um, 
He said he's already written the first four episodes. He said that's how he pitched the idea for the show. He had already before they were before they announced they were doing a show. He wanted to do a show before I think Disney wanted to do a show. He wrote these episodes. That I'm rooting for him. So I really am rooting for him too. I'm I'm thinking if anything gets a chance and really gets my interest, um, I'm in. I'm into that. So. You know, I have a question, and this may be backtracking a bit. What about Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Well, that's yeah, yeah. That's another thing. He's that I I haven't heard anything um, about right now. I think it'll still happen. I think it'll still happen. Um, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Yeah, I guess he's getting so much backlash now from yeah, the last he Jedi seems to because be the worst of it. You've heard that there's a petition. I, have you heard the petition? Well, online? I'm going to get to that. I got some information for you. All right. Well. I don't know if you want to talk about that now or because there is another the, more on the movie front, another trilogy on top of that. Uh, the, yeah. Okay, so what's from going the, on the there? Show, well, nothing, nothing that we know other than they are planning to do it. The showrunners from a couple of the showrunners from Game of Thrones. Um, now, this is a movie trilogy, though. This is not correct. a TV show. Correct. So there would be multiple trilogies. We could have as many as three. Do you think it's possible that Ryan Johnson is going to be taking over what would might be a 10, 11, 12? That's a – well, but if it – I think that would be a tough sell. See, but from what we've, heard from what we've heard from him is that it's going to be in a different section of the universe, different okay. characters – and that so maybe it's the Game of Thrones guys are doing that, and I think they're doing something. From what I understand, they're doing something completely different as well. My thing is, how? Where are we getting a movie every month? How are we? Where is the? What Listen, is the time frame? Star for this? Trek thinks this is a lot. <laughs> they're just catching up. That's all. Yeah, we're gonna catch up to Star Trek in like two years. What uh-huh. took you guys fifty to do? We're gonna catch up in two. It's yeah. I'm I'm amazed. I I don't know. I don't know if they're just announcing this and seeing what interest people have. I I don't know if it's just you know things are going to go into production and then never happened. Well, only time will tell with this. Yeah. So before we go into the backlash and the social media aspect of this, I am interested. What is it that you want to see out of this, Tim? What do you? What would get you? Into a theater to see a Star Wars movie at this point. I don't know. Who am I kidding? I go to see just about all of them. Okay, sure. But, I mean... <sighs> to me, honestly, the Obi-Wan thing interests me the most. This, the solo story. Honestly, beyond that, I want something completely different. I've, I realized that... And this is just me. I'm too emotionally attached to Han Solo, Luke Skywalker... Um, Princess Leia and all that, that it's too late. I mean, it's already happened. Things have gone the I always wanted it. Now that it's happened, I'm like, no, I don't want it. Put it back. Well, and you, you didn't can't. get what you wanted. I know. There was and, no reunion. And I, right. That's what I wanted more than anything. The three of them the back together. Biggest tease in genre movie history. Yeah. Here, hmm. that, that cast photo, we talked about it in the, when we reviewed the movie. The Last Jedi, that cast photo got us so excited. That table read, and then, by the way, take a good look at these guys in the same room because it's the only time you're going to see right. it. Right. That's what baff. That's what baffles me the most. It really. Be, I mean, and that's what I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe the majority of Star Wars fans wanted that the most. You didn't have to make the whole movie about that. Man, you could have given them a great moment together. Don't worry, yeah. there'll be some sort of awesome party with some alien that looks like a stuffed animal, <laughs> and they're all going to be standing around as ghosts, and they'll all be in together on one screen. <laughs> I forgot about there the, you go. I forgot about nip, the first <laughs> Everything's solved. Thank yep. you. Thank you. I'm Thank happy you. again. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> beyond that, I think I just want something totally different something like i said I'm, I'm ready for new characters when we watched solo yeah I, something occurred to me and i was like we're about to see the very first star wars film without a lightsaber i can't believe they have the stones to do it and then just it was almost like it, it didn't even need to happen almost there it, it was you're like 
What? But it is the first Star Wars film in which there is no lightsaber in combat. That's true. But this is the first... And while this... And this Star Wars movie directly ties into television. Star Wars television. The... the, uh, the Rebels, uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels. I mean, that's kind of mind-blowing to me that they would uh, tie yeah. that in. That's crazy. So, Was yeah. there a lightsaber in Rogue One? Yeah, Vader like, did he, did hacked he up a it? ton of people. Uh, I guess he did. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's, uh, let's dive into this. The, I, listen, we're, there's no... This is not uncharted water. We're talking about fan backlash. But I have never seen it like this. Especially for a movie that isn't really that bad. I mean, it makes some decisions that we don't agree with, and we're not... Uh, but, uh, listen, to put it in perspective, fans are very used to being disappointed by genre films. Just ask any fan of characters like horror icons who seem to get the worst sequels ever. Like, you get a good horror icon, you just know that sequel is going to be so bad. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers. More mainline cinematic icons, James Bond, Superman, Batman... And even historical dramas that demonstrate a complete historical and tonal misunderstanding, such as 2001's Michael Bay atrocity Pearl Harbor. Fans have been picking up cameras for decades trying to make their own what they would consider better representations of the source material. Tim, do you remember what my one rule about making a fan film used to be? Don't make a fan film. Exactly. But then we now live in an age where the technology it takes to produce a passable quality film is sitting in our pockets. So my take has been go nuts. Make your fan films now. Um, And some of the fan films I've enjoyed over the years, Darth Maul Apprentice, have you ever seen that? Nope. Oh, it's good. It's it, they they those people thought like we thought like boy Darth Maul should have had a lot more to do yes and we're gonna give it to you and boy oh boy is it good listen we all know about Batman Dead End we all know about Grayson uh, we know about uh, Bat in the Sun Productions if you've ever oh, seen Superpower yeah. Beatdown they're I, terrific that little I, Hawkeye short was good too yeah I loved I loved. Batman versus Darth Vader. was Gator. incredible. Oh I should have hated that beyond words, but it was incredibly well done. When Batman pulls out the lightsaber, and I love the both alternate endings, where right. Batman, have you ever seen this? I have not. Batman versus Darth Vader, superpower beatdown. They do two multiple, two alternate endings. The second alternate ending is where Darth Vader's got Batman dead to rights, and Batman goes, I didn't come alone. And then Superman shows up. You're like, oh, my God, it's so good. And Superman ends up just whooping Darth Vader. You, we'll bring it up uh, after this. Uh, it is watch insanely it on your phone. good. The production is There are productions. I, I happen silly. to follow them right from the start. And I, off the top of my head, I don't recall what their very, very first one was. But it was... It was it was good enough, but it was so low production, and their productions have gotten better and better. And yeah. better. You have to see Darth Maul versus Spider-Man. Okay. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, that's really good, too. Spider-Man. It's, oh, what he does to Darth Maul should be illegal. <laughs> but it's pretty good. They've had some really, really good ones. Um, very few misfires. Um, it, it, it's I've enjoyed them more and more and more. But we're getting into something now that I, I am absolutely baffled by. Um, you guys have heard of this, and I think, Tim, you were alluding to this just moments ago. There is a, 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 a what do you call it? campaign? Is it a it's campaign not attached. A, is it a Kickstarter? It's not it attached a- to any uh, so a crowdsourcing thing that I'm aware of. Um, there is something out there where a it's group a petition, of unnamed it? producers. It's not a petition because these people claim to have, and I just had okay. They claim to have right now their hands on four hundred and five million. $399,740,000 to do either produce episode, uh, what was it, seven, six, eight, episode eight, eight. <laughs> eight themselves, or give the money to Disney to make them remake The Last Jedi. Where did they uh, get this money? The, the, first of all, 
there's no way they have this no. amount of money. They're saying that it's it's pledges from us, and they claimed when this whole thing started that they had like producers who are already going to foot two hundred million dollars. Producers do not give the money. The producers go and get the money. Okay. Now, this thing has got to be horse crap, but it it for whatever reason it seems to have legs. Now, the thing that should be of note, and I did it. I did actually do some extensive research trying to figure out who are these people. They're completely unnamed. There's no one has been able to figure out who the, these people are. Um, so, you know what? And part of me is like, go ahead and make it. Go for it. What are you going to do? You going to get someone else to play Luke Skywalker? <laughs> really? Think that's going to make the fans happy? I don't think so. I think Ryan Johnson himself like tweeted out, please do this. Please ma- make it. Do it. I want you to do it. The absolute vitriol that is being thrown at The Last Jedi is sickening. Another aspect of this fan backlash has been the cyberbullying of some of its stars, specifically Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose. Evidently, it has gotten so bad that she has shied away from social media. This has caused actor Ahmad Best, who played Jar Jar Binks in the Star Wars prequel trilogy, to come forward and admit that he had thoughts of suicide after the backlash he received from the prequel reception. And here's the thing. I thought, well, how? I mean, I'm, I. This is 1999 when there really wasn't social media, and I'm not talking about the stuff that happened in 1999. He's talking about what's going on right now mm-hmm. in 2018, almost 20 years after he's still getting hate. That's insane. That really, Listen, that really hit home to me. That when I heard that. That disturbs me. I mean, so <laughs> I, I, I've gotten to a point where, okay, let me put it to you this way: we as fans. We have railed against things on this podcast that we felt didn't live up to our expectations, took a complete wrong turn, and Tim and I spent a good portion of episode 63 of this podcast ripping apart The Last Jedi. But I went back and I listened to that episode that we did. Here's the things we talked about. We talked about the direction of Luke Skywalker and how we disagreed with it. We talked about some of the inconsistencies with the overall mythology, specifically the powers of the Force. We both actually complimented Ryan Johnson on the film, saying it's actually a well-made film, and we both commented about how we liked the character of Rose. So that's the kind of constructive criticism, and if you're going to enter into a conversation about these films and you're going to be passionate, then do it, but do it the right way. You're not going to get The Last Jedi remade. That's that. That's to me silly. I, I, you know what? Go ahead and do it. And I, you know, and it's funny. As much as I was so disappointed in the Last Jedi, and and I, I, I I'm, I'm starting to maybe think it wasn't so bad. Maybe I'm. I, I feel like so I wanna watch now I want to defend it a little bit. Like whoa, 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 whoa. That whoa. second viewing, it's coming. I dis. I didn't dis. I don't agree with the direction of some of the stuff. But whole. Wait a minute. Now we don't need to be jerks about this these are human beings here Don't that attack the people that are in the oh thing. my gosh i am rooting so hard for ryan johnson because he seems like he's like yeah go ahead i saw that tweet it was like please yeah. please 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 go ahead and make the movie and if you were going to remake one why wouldn't you do episode two <laughs> well i i or just the prequel trilogy like really like Aren't Let's you, just you, do them all. I'm surprised. Like, aren't you guys used to being disappointed by Star Wars films by this point? I was going to say, the, the movies that are good, there are less of them than the movies that are not that good. Who's the who's the guy that, um, I his name escapes me, and I'm sorry. Is it James Gunn who did the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, that's, that's um, correct. Yeah, he's been tweeting out about this. He said, if this is that much to you you people need therapy Mm -hmm. this is you know he was really laying into him justifiably so i i am i am not going to change my opinion on the last jedi i don't think it's necessary no but i'm rooting hardcore for ryan johnson i am rooting hardcore for kelly marie chan i hope rose comes back in episode nine and like Turns out she's a Jedi and saves the galaxy, and at the end of the credits, she just pops a middle finger to everyone of best or best with her. I, I am f- rooting so hard for these people. Now. I have a feeling JJ will do right by her. Oh yeah, you, yeah I, I think it's it's just my goodness. Yeah. I mean, but 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 isn't there also part of me that's if this is true, I, I'm interested to see how Disney reacts. Like, oh by the way, that 405 million dollars, it's true. They got it. They want you to remake the movie. Why wouldn't they go? We'll take your 405 million. <laughs> Here, we have a website called How It Should Have Ended. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, man. 
That's great. Yeah, I, boy, it'd be, uh, how would they, uh, I, I think even Seth Rogen was, I think he was like tweeting back to the, the, uh, whoever was tweeting out about remaking it. And he was just questioning, how are you going to do this? And he kept tweeting and he goes, no, I'm serious. How could this actually happen? I'm really curious. This is very fascinating to me. <laughs> and, I, I'm fascinated because they're, the they are saying through 405 million. This is earlier today, by the way. I don't know what it is up to now. 405 million, 399,740 yeah. contributed, ready to go to make this movie. Which, by the way, isn't that more than it costs to make Marvel movies and Star Wars movies? 405 million? Yeah. You know, I've, like, I didn't like The Last Jedi. I've only seen it once. I didn't like how they handled Luke. Um, my childhood was not ruined. I'm I'm over it. I can. It wasn't. I I can. I mean, has it soured me towards something Star Wars? Sure, fine, maybe, but I'm I can live. I'm gonna move on. Life, life goes on. It's okay. Fortunately, we are, as Phil said, drowning in so many other things. We'll yep. find something to watch. Yeah, well, yeah, from for me, like. Like I said, I did that Star Wars VR. Now, I've for me, my Star Wars almost comes from other things other than the movies. Well, you've actually been I, in Star oh Wars. My gosh, that was incredible. Please, everyone, check out the Void VR. <laughs> it's Star Wars. You're actually in the universe, and it's. I can't explain it, how immersive it feels to actually be in the Star Wars universe, and it was glorious. Check well, it Tim, out. Thanks so much for uh, researching this for us. I, I Thank was, you. Uh, <laughs> was really interested to see what happens. Um, well, maybe we'll get that Obi-Wan movie. I'd be happy to see oh, that. I yeah. would love that. Uh, switching gears. Well, from one sci-fi thing to another sci-fi thing. I'm excited about All this. right. So um, this is your favorite thing that we do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is my turn for the first time in what feels like a really long time to do a retroactive review. Uh, there's no secret that one of my favorite writers – as of late, is Rick Remender. Um, around the early 2000s uh, to the late, like, to like 2008, I wasn't really reading comic books. So I missed out on what is considered by a lot of people to be one of Rick Remender's best series uh, called Fear Agent. Fear Agent came out in 2004, and it is a series that I believe is 31 or 32 issues. Um, I was lucky because they decided um, fairly recently to release a final edition trade paperback. Uh, This trade paperback is collecting about 10 issues per. They actually removed a few issues from the collection. So uh, as of right now, I was unable to read issue 11 and issue 16, I think, are the ones that are missing. Because I guess they did not add to the overall story. So... Of course, I purchased them as soon as they happened. So, Fear Agent is about a um, a man who's kind of discredited. Uh, his name is Heathrow Huston. Uh, he survived something terrible that happened on Earth. There was an alien invasion of sorts. Uh, the story originally was that there are these two alien races that were battling each other and Earth was directly between those two places. And because Earth was directly between those two places, they used it as their battleground. Well, it uh, comes to find out that the, the United Nations of Space uh, they actually sent one of the aliens there to stop these other aliens and protect the Earthlings, but they ended up massacring the majority of the Earth. Uh, a lot, a lot of stuff dealing with this actual thing, but something really, really terrible happens, and it leads to um, he having to leave Earth. I don't want to say the reason why, because it actually is stated in the last trade paperback that just came out yesterday, uh, about three weeks ago at this point. Um, so I, I don't want to give big spoilers, but the overall story is circling this character. And this character is trying to just kind of survive out in space on his own. And he realizes that a lot of the things that he has done in the past have repercussions. And these repercussions lead him to having returned to Earth because something else that he did caused for another 
alien race to be sent to Earth to finish wiping out the rest of the human race. So his mission in the first trade is to get back to Earth and stop this from happening. Um, lots of things happen. I'm not saying if he actually succeeds or not, but there are some humans left regardless after that fact. The second trade, we actually found out a lot about Heath's past and the reason that he went off on his own and the reason that his wife left him and the reason that he is an alcoholic, um, which is just heart-wrenching. Uh, pretty early on, you see that during the original alien invasion, his father and his son were stuck on a barbed wire fence. Well, his son was stuck on a barbed wire fence and his father went out to save him and they ended up bombed in the initial alien attack. And he tried to save them and failed miserably and kind of spiraled from there. And he lived in a bomb shelter for a little while and just got sick and tired of that while becoming the alcoholic that he was. And he ended up starting to lead um, a group of people that they named themselves the Fear Agents. They're going to destroy the fear that is out there. They're going to destroy the aliens that are attacking them. And this whole struggle of Heath and the Fear Agents is the focus of the first half of the second trade um, of the past, just showing that and why he's so agonized over himself. Um, and the back half of the trade is dealing with him kind of spiraling and trying to fix things and finding out some stuff that was being hidden from him and him trying to reestablish some sort of relationship with his wife and it not going particularly well because of other things that happened to him. And it's pretty much just when stuff starts going bad, it all just rolls down the hill and poor Heathrow struggles. Um, so that that is the general story. Again, I'm trying to dance around a lot of the the specific nuances of it because it is a very solid read and it in a sense it's an ongoing if you missed it you can pick up issues as they release the trades i believe the next one will come out in september or october they're either coming out every two or three months and i would highly recommend it there are some unbelievable artists in this um jerome pena who was in uh was that uh, Seven to Eternity. I think I think that's right. Um, uh, Tony Moore does a lot of the art in it as well, and it's just a beautiful book. And it's very Rick Remender. It's very layered, and there's some weird time travel bits that go on in it. Um, that while flipping through the first trade today, when I was just uh, kind of preparing for this because I binge read the second trade so I didn't get to reread the first one I noticed that some things that were mentioned in basically issue like 17 was referenced way back in issue 3 so it, it's very obviously something that was written from beginning to end before it was even published and I'm very very intrigued to finish it because as of right now I'm 21 issues in so a little over halfway and there's a lot more and I'm really really excited to see what happens to Heath? I'm going to assume he's not going to survive everything because Rick Remender is not afraid to kill off main characters in the slightest. But I'm a little hopeful that he does. And just seeing all these other alien races and how grand, some of them are very innocent and some of them are very, very vicious. And I think it's a cool way to look at the way the universe actually runs. Is this a redemption tale? Or do you think you're not far enough along you to know, really make that call? I feel like there are attempts for redemption. I don't know if it'll actually end up being a redemption tale. If he ends up going down in a blaze of glory at the end, yes. But with all the mistakes that he is making, I don't think so. I think it's a tale dealing with the shortcomings of being a human. Um, the idea is that we make mistakes that we can't always recover from. Um, that no matter how hard we try, sometimes things just don't work out. It's, it's a very, very human and I think it's really cool because it is a sci-fi tale in which space travel happens and there are aliens and earth is kind of just destroyed and they're trying to find a new place to survive it's just I, I don't know I don't I don't want to say it's a redemption tale because I, I don't think it will be where do you put this stacking up against some of the other titles you've read uh, from Rick Remender it's hard to say um 
because there's not there's not a lot of his stuff that I've read from beginning to end because a lot of the things I'm reading are ongoing. I think it's very, very, very good. I'd hold it up there with like Black Science and Deadly Class, um, maybe slightly under those two. But again, I think those two hold a different spot in my heart because of when I decided to read them and the fact that I've been with them since the beginning and really seen it happen as it, as it goes. Uh, I'm not getting quite the same thing because I'm reading these in like 10 issue pops. Um, but I mean, it's fantastic. I, and I feel like this is one of those things as soon as I finish the last issue, I'm going to jump back and reread the whole thing so that like those little things that I said, like they reference something that happened later on really early uh, because I think there's going to be a time shift at some point very soon uh, for him to maybe be, have the redemption tale in which he goes back and fixes things. But I'm assuming he's still going to mess up. When you're talking about time and time travel, is it time travel within the story, or they, he just jumps from time to time? He has not jumped at all. Um, oh, it's, so it's pretty linear. Basically, basically what happened is earlier in the series, he, uh, he was hooking up with some girl, and when he woke up, there was a rip in time in which the girl that he was just with said, this is where I'm at, please don't land on this planet, it's insanely dangerous but she was laying next to him in bed. So he was like, well, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Well, in like issue 17 or so, the scene where she's sitting there, everyone's dead. This place is too dangerous. Don't land if you come and get me. That happened. So like things are starting to tie together. So a lot of those questions that you have, which I've always said that about Remender writing, where you have to, you have to be willing to take a couple issues that are, full of questions because you know that they'll be answered and, and that's happening what uh is this an all-ages book or no okay no, I, no, I was no, gathering no. that I didn't super wanna... adult okay um lots of bad language sexual situations blood i was asking that question in my head when you said he's been hooking up with this girl yeah it's sort of i sort of got to the answer that well, sounds I mean, great he's an alcoholic too so oh yeah that sounds great though. no i it's i would highly recommend it easily get your hands on the trades right now uh, this was actually something that fell out of publication for a long time. That's why I had not really? read it. Oh. Um, so what, it's, I'm sorry. What, what public? What publisher? Uh, Image. I'm assuming. Okay. Uh, Giant Generator. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I I'm I don't know. Um, but absolutely, if you if you like Remender's work, if you want a adult sci-fi tale, this is a good time to jump on. I mean. There's two trades in. I believe there are going to be two more. Uh, realistically, it could be one with the amount of issues left, but I've seen solicits for up to four. Um, each trade's 20 bucks. You get 10 issues per trade. It's a great deal. That um, is a good deal. It, it, it's, it's a very, very, very good purchase. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. I love it. I cannot wait for the third trade. It's taking everything in me to not acquire the rest of the issues from the internet so yeah fear agent rick remender so from that that is uh you know one of the one of the things that we do for things that we've read in the past and wanted to read again but we need to talk about what we're reading now uh tim are, are you're you're kind of just going to be on the sidelines for this huh <laughs> i think so i i can mention like one or two but it's at this well, point jump i'm really in where you need to i i'm I, yeah that star wars research <laughs> took a lot out of you I, I'm, I'm gonna let you two go at one it. of these days i'm gonna get you reading current comics it's gonna happen all right it's gonna try happen. your best i right. will i will all right so this is stick stuck pick sayonara and i'm just gonna jump right in with my things um for the sticks we're just going to talk about title and publisher and Stucks will talk a little bit about it. Pick, we're going to kind of talk heavily about it. And Sayonara, we'll bounce back and forth between talking about it a lot or just saying this thing was garbage. I need to get rid of it. Yeah, and the sticks are books we're, we like. Yeah. We're hoping they get better. If they get a little bit worse, they may find our way to somewhere else. Absolutely. The Stucks, those books we really, really like. We're going to keep going. It's going to be a while. Picks, the one book, sometimes two, that we single out over the course of the time we read between SSPS segments that we think is the best and sayonara 
books that are gone due to cancellation or they just sat in that stick pile a little bit too long for us to keep buying them. And hey, we've been really good recently about only having one pick. Yeah, we have. You better only have one this month. I only have one, and it was an easy one. Good man. All right, yeah. so I'm going to jump into it with my sticks. Uh, starting with Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. That's Marvel Comics. Astonishing X-Men, which is also Marvel. Avengers, Marvel. Captain America, Champions. Uh, Evolution, which is Image and Skybound. It just hasn't found its feet. Um, Infinity Countdown, Marvel. Sex Criminals, which is Image. The Tick, which is Neck, NEC. X-Men Gold, which is Marvel. And X-Men Red, which is Marvel. And notice that all my X-Men have now fallen into this stick pile. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, for me, Detective Comics all the way up to 983, you guys. So sometime in, I'd say, uh, April, Mayish, we're going to be doing our Batman special Woo. for issue 1000. Moonshine from Image. Sword Daughter. This is new from uh, Dark Horse. And that's it for me. Okay. Anything for you, Tim? <laughs> Boy, if anyone cared. Uh, I'm just <laughs> doing the, the Walking Dead by Image um, and East of West also by Image. Okay. I care. <laughs> All right. Stuck. Almost my pick. Black Science. Image. Rick Remender. <laughs> Shocker, right? Yeah. We're down to the last couple issues. How it's are you feeling? Smart. It needs to end, but man, I don't want it to. It's boy, boy is it good. Man is it good. Um all of Grant's mistakes are biting him and he's hopefully going to fix it. I don't know if he's going to make it. But he's back with his wife at least and they're kind of working together, which is so cool. Uh, I've been waiting for that for a very long time. Next up, Coda. It's Boom Studio. Here's a name that you've heard me say for a while. Simon Spurrier. You've heard me say that name a lot. I know. This is his new uh, fantasy story, which has just been really kind of interesting. It's only two issues in. Um, he's... I, I don't know. I can't dive too much into it. I, I'll get in way, way too deep. Uh, Daredevil. Marvel Comics. Uh... Matt Murdock has been acting mayor for a little while, and because Kingpin, uh, Wilson Fisk, who is the actual mayor, got beat up by the hand, uh, th that is going to take a big turn very, very soon from the end of this issue. Uh, I have the new issue sitting on my shelf, and I have not had the chance to read it yet. Next up, another Rick Remender, Deadly Class, also from Image. I, man, I've been gushing about this book as much as Black Science. It's getting to the point now that everything, everything is like built to a climax. And I feel like this might be slowly working its way to its conclusion as well. Um, all the main characters that are still alive are together. They're fighting all these things and they know that the school is bad news. If you're not reading it, you, you need to. Deadpool. Finally jumped on the Deadpool train from Marvel because guess who's writing it? Rick Remender. Scotty Young. That's what I said. So Scotty Young is taking it over. Therefore, it's that's as goofy Barry. as possible. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good right there. It's perfect. It's such a good fit, and it's been funny. Another Rick Remender book, Death or Glory, which I haven't had a chance to talk about. Uh, issue three. This is also from Image. It's about a girl who is trying to do anything she can to get enough money to help her father's doctor bills. Uh, and she ends up stealing a truck from her ex-husband who's actually trafficking human beings. She finds that out the hard way by opening up the truck, thinking that it was money. Um, and what they're doing to the human beings is questionable. They're chopping them up. We don't know why. It is getting good. Demented. Death of glory. Um, Doctor Strange by Mar uh, from Marvel. Mark Wade is now at the helm instead of Donny Cates. Uh, it's interesting enough that I'm sticking with it. I'm um, stuck to it, actually, because he's in... I was really... I was kind of afraid of it because it's Doctor Strange in space, which I thought sounded like a terrible idea, but he's finding magic on other planets, and it's been really kind of cool. 
Also from Marvel, Tony Stark Iron Man. This is kind of where Dan Slott went to after his run at Spider-Man um, before the start of Fantastic Four. And right now it's one issue in. I just I'm in for the ride for now. We'll see. Uh, I've never been a big Tony. This is the first Iron Man comic I've ever purchased. So we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, Isola, which I believe is from Image as well, is another uh, fantasy story in which a girl is traveling with her queen, but her queen is in the form of a large tiger. From Image and Skybound, um, Oblivion Song, which is uh, Robert Kirkman's uh, new story that is not Die, 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 dealing with a basically split in reality that is right next to a city in which people got stuck and it, the char- main character is trying to go in and save his brother. From Marvel, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. More Spider-Man is never a bad thing and I'm loving it. Uh, from Image, Scales and Scoundrels, another fantasy story in that we are seeing a dragon in the form of a human being walking around humans and we're starting to find out why she is a human instead of a dragon also from marvel spider gwen one issue away from the finale it's just been a fun ride uh jason latour has done a fantastic job with this character that we thought was just kind of a joke from spider-verse i wasn't sure if i could put this in my sayonara so it's staying in my stuck for now because I believe there's an annual coming out next month, but from Marvel, Spider-Man, this is the Miles Morales one, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis. It ended very, very, very well, if this is the conclusion. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Miles now that Bendis is not with Marvel. Stuck on Spider-Man versus Deadpool, which, on paper, I cannot believe this comic has gone 35 issues. Wow. It's been goofy, and serious and just the perfect blend of these two people that have always kind of had a weird history there's some weird time travel stuff going on right now so who knows um next up from image the fix this is nick spencer who actually is now writing amazing spider-man as well uh with a dirty cop who has a pet dog and he is trying to get revenge against the person that he was working for to be a dirty cop because he got his partner shot. It has been so much fun, an amazing read. Also from Image, The Gravediggers Union uh, by Wes Craig, the artist of Deadly Class. It's, uh, I don't think, I, have I talked about this at all? No. Yeah, see, it's been a while. Um, it is about monsters that are kind of swarming the world and the grave diggers union are like the grave diggers people who dig graves but they're defending everybody from these undead from zombies from witches from all these things and it's about a man and his daughter and how his daughter is on the side of the bad and he's like one of the grave diggers it's been really cool i think there, there may only be one more issue it's said to be concluded but um it may only be a break for now i'm stuck on the last siege which is also from image it's a very very fantasy almost game of thrones feeling comic that's all i'm going to give on that one stuck on marvel's venom this is donny cates and ryan stegman dealing with the symbiote god it's been super cool the art is just amazing and that is what I am stuck on. It's a lot, but that's what it is. I am stuck on The Magic Order. This is from Netflix. So welcome to the party, Netflix, I right? suppose. Doomsday Clock, one of those things that uh, I wasn't sure about in uh, grafting the Watchmen universe into the DC. It's been, it's been a really good read. Welcome, Brian Michael Bendis, the <laughs> Man of Steel. It's... It's what I was hoping for. Is it good? So far, good. very, very good, The good. Man of Steel. He's interesting. He's introducing a new villain, uh, a villain that uh, heavily implies is to so much saying that is responsible for the destruction of Krypton. And he now, they had a revelation that he needed to purge this villain, uh, needed to purge all Kryptonians. So he finds his way to Earth to get rid of 
Superman, and then he and Batman sort of figure out that he's not going to purge Superman from Earth. He's just going to eliminate Earth because Earth is now tainted with Kryptonians because he's not the only one. Oh, enjoy so those Bendis. are my stucks. Jeez, oh, I'm so jealous. So my pick was Dan Slott's final issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Wow. Issue 801, which other than... 801? 801. Now, they must have gone like twice a couple times a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. 801. Because <laughs> my math is like, the Action Comics just hit 1,000, and that was June 1938. I don't think that can have been around since the 50s. And it's been twice a month for a while. That makes sense to me. Uh, okay. So this was the farewell, and the reason was my pick, other than it's Dan Slott, is it did a really nice job just kind of reminding us what Spider-Man's all about, what Peter Parker's all about. It's about saving the small guy and not worrying about himself, that the world needs a hero and that Peter is that hero. And boy, was it good. I I alphabetize my comics when I'm reading them just because it's easier for me to file them and I just do it like that. And this was on the top of my stack from the week that I got it and I had to stop reading comics for the night. It is so good. There's so much to it. It's it's a little oversized. And I mean, it's just it, it's nice. It's a nice little conclusion. Sorry, this isn't the oversized one. 800 was oversized, um which had multiple sp- stories, but this one was just it was nice. It was a nice farewell from Dan Slott. And there's a really 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 heartfelt letter in the back. Um so my pick, Amazing Spider-Man 801. I have 802 at home. Let's see how Nick Spencer does. Oh, man. Um, my pick of the month is called The Worm World Saga. Now, are either of you guys familiar with this? No. No. I. It was a free comic book giveaway. And I'm a little bit confused about this, what, what I have here. It's from a publisher called Cub House. It's not a manga. It looks like it is, but it is not. It's called War- The Worm World Saga, The Journey Begins. It's gorgeous. It's a fairy tale. It's fantastic. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about it because it was a quick read. But it's a boy who goes to his grandmother's house during the summer vacation. It, his mother is no longer there. His father is with him. He's he's at odds with his father over his grades because he's just not interested in school. And he finds his way into this magical forest. He gets lost, and it ends with him trying to find his way back home. Although he seems to have found he he's enjoying discovering this magical forest. Um, it's it's very if you look at the artwork, um, it's very reminiscent of Finding Gossamer. Really? Yeah, we'll take a look. It's it's very painterly. I mean, check take a look at that. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Um, it's beautiful. It's an all ages book. Yeah. It's anyone could read this. You're gonna read it in about a half an hour, and just kind of fall in love with the the pace of the storytelling. The father-son uh, dynamic, the grandmother who supports her son. I mean, th- it's it's almost. I thought it was going to get a little bit derivative, where the father's a bit of a tyrant, but no, the father's a loving father. He's a little bit concerned about his son, and he wants him to do well. So, uh, my pick of the month: the Worm World Saga. The journey begins. It's about ten bucks because it's in more trade paperback form. Mm-hmm. I, I got. I have to get a chance to read the, the backward in this where it sort of details the author and the creator's journey to creating it and where where it's been before this because I think this has existed before. I just it's possible. It's never crossed my. So there will be more volumes then. I believe so. Better not be like Finding Gossamer. Well, it's not my pick of the year. That's good. Yet. 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 We'll see. Now, every one of my pick of the years are all gone. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of gone, ready for these. All right, Sayonara. I have a nice little stack. It makes me happy. So do I. Go All right, uh, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, pfft, was never great. Um, the Doctor Strange Damnation, a uh, little series, which was beautiful. It was Donny Cates' kind of farewell. Uh, tied in with that was the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Um, currently, Sayonara to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the Infinity Countdown stuff took over. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it or not. Uh, Sayonara, Hawkeye. We had a long run. It ended. It was just great. It was yeah, just fun. That, I, I loved it. Tim, you need to read The Hawkeye. Oh, He's the, been giving me the first run. Starting with Matt Fraction, David Aya. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, like, it made me like Hawkeye. 
<laughs> that scene sucks. It very, very heavily implies it's in the Avengers cinematic universe mm-hmm. to some degree, but he, how he's the he's the street level. Remember the Green Arrow, uh, Green Lantern, uh, hard traveling heroes where Green Arrow was all street level. Sure, it's totally what that man. Is. The first the first panel of it was him falling out of a window, basically going, "How did I get here?" <laughs> and it shows us how he got. Oh man! So there was an issue that was just through the perspective of his dog. Yeah, that was fantastic. It was oh so man, good. it is such a g- whatever great run. Here's thing. a surprise. I hate Fairyland. Oh, is it over? Somehow, Scotty Young did not drop this anywhere until the day that it came out. He tweeted, "Um, everybody read I Hate Fairyland number 20? Because it's the last issue. Wow. Out of nowhere. That's tough ends. to take. When you're 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 not you don't know what's coming, then it's just there. The I loved that he did it like that. It oh, yeah? ended so well. Like I this this is this is up there. Is there room I, for him to revisit or, or is it over over? There's over. room for him to revisit okay. if he really wants to. Yeah. He left a little bit of wiggle room, but I mean if he was like this is the end of the story, it's the end of the story. I'll tell you guys about it off air. I don't want to ruin it. Fair enough. Um but boy, boy was it a good run. Good on you, Scotty Young. And I own first prints of every single issue that's outstanding uh i don't know if i got to say sign art of this it just ended uh gene gray and x-men wedding special because kitty pride and Colossus's wedding was the biggest flop in the world the other comic book wedding right well that didn't even happen uh, it's we not talking about the Batman. Yeah, I know. Well, this one, this one didn't actually go through. I don't know I, if that I, one went through. I, I'm not reading Batman. I'm reading Detective. Yeah. So I didn't. Of course, every time something seismic happens, it's the other title that I'm not reading. So in, in, instead of Kitty Pride you don't, and let's not spoil it, but go ahead. Instead of Kitty Pride and Colossus getting married, who do you think got married? Kitty Pride and Jean Grey and Cyclops. No, no. No. Logan and Cyclops? Cyclops is dead. Logan, <laughs> Logan and Cyclops. You know what? Let's just leave that it. No. Would, that would be make it, headlines. It's very, it's very obvious. It's like solicited. It, there's a Mr. and Mrs. X comment coming out. So like it's common knowledge. Rogan Gambit. Ah, uh, yeah. That, I should have. We should have. Yeah. So that is all my Sayonaras. Sayonara to Aftershock's Shipwreck. It's over. Sayonara to Batman White Knight. Uh, I'm not going to say one of the legendary Batman runs, but it was, sure was interesting. Yep. I enjoyed it a heck of a lot. Um, yeah, that was cool. Sayonara to Kill or Be Killed. Now, this is a favorite for those at uh, Carolyn Johns, the, the, the staff at Carolyn Johns, because it, it, it is over. And stand up and take a bow. It's over. Sayonara to Harrow County because it finally is over. Well, Not finally in that thank God it's over. Finally in that it, the story is concluded and uh, what a run. At some point I need what to borrow a, that from yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's time. It Again, it, it is perpetually one of my nominees for my favorite comic of the year. It's not one I can, I can instantly recommend because it's very slow moving. It's very atmospherical. It's you have to kind of pick up on the tone. It's very Southern noirish. Um, think of it as the justified of horror comics. It's very like if you don't give it its time to breathe, like justified, then you're you're doing yourself a disservice. It's I'm very sad to see it go. So thank you very much, Colin Bunn, Jeez. and Tyler Crook. I'm so mad I missed that one. And that's it, huh? That is it. Nothing else. Month. Nothing else, Tim. No. You good? No, I don't read enough to drop anything. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, that is all from us for this month. So, Tim, next month should just read all the comics he's ever read and just like sign our do this. Yes, this, this, that's this, true. This, 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 and this. Well, speaking of next month, we should have some reactions to San Diego Comic Con. Um, anything that is going forward from there. Yes, and I will have a retroactive review of Challengers of the Unknown. And what's specific about that is it's the very first uh, collaboration between Jeff. Loeb and Tim Sale. What? That's yeah, where do you awesome. see the Tim Sale art? Oh, can't Unrecognizable. Wait. Can't You'll wait, probably can't like wait. it, Tim. Yeah, probably. All right, so that's it from us for this month. So until next time, enjoy your comics.